When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Bavel podcast. This is episode 24. I'm joined by Dan and Ben to preview the Olympiakos game. Um, we've got history with this lot, don't we? we <laughs> and not not good history. And it's it's the team it's the team you didn't want, really. I mean, apart from Spurs and Man United, it's probably the, the team we want. It's a bit depressing, isn't it? It is. That the Arsenal fans all over Twitter, and you know. We're including this. We're like, oh, we want revenge against a Greek team. <laughs> you know, but, the Greek Super League, well known for its quality in Europe. We team, want revenge it's, against it's, this lot. <laughs> like 10 years ago in the Champions League, we were being 6-0 comfortably at the Emirates. Like, Theo Walcott, I think, saw the hatchery against them one. Like, normally we breeze it. Like, and that's Champions mm. League football. And now you're like, oh, well, we lost them last year. So, uh, <laughs> like, what's going to happen this time? We can't lose again. I don't think we will, but it will just it will just be far too depressing because we'll draw them next year as well. If we lose this game, I'm going to become a cricket fan. <laughs> Sorry, but I'll I be England team. They do know better. I can assure if you. If we get knocked out by Olympiacos, then it's just going to have to be a new career, isn't it? Just, imagine if we get knocked out by Olympiacos again, then. Don't, think put that of the universe, don't put that thought into the <laughs> We have to consider it. We're playing them again. Just think of the meltdown. Oh, think of Josh's meltdown, though. <laughs> Twitter will go into a state of its own pandemic. We if we lose the Olympic We just get rinsed. Like, and we, especially with, with us playing them down the road next, like, on the weekend. If we lose the Olympic going into that game, it would be a nightmare. Could be a very, very nice two weeks, or it could be the worst fortnight of Arsenal Football Club's history. Could, it could be the worst five podcasts we've ever had to record. <laughs> reviewing, reviewing lives. God, can you imagine? I think even even Josh would lose his come on you gunner spirit by then. Yeah, I would. I'm I sorry. think he's lost it already. I'm not going to lie. That defeat at the week—not even a defeat we drew at the weekend. Just felt like a defeat. Hey, <laughs> you were wearing, mate, you were wearing your white Arsenal shirt, and you were going the same shade of red as of like. The, the blood scars. <laughs> you were just like, as in, we all felt your pain, but mate, you just like when you were saying, "Okay, let's get let's get a podcast out." I was like, "He just needs to let his frustration out." Did you did you feel better afterwards? I did. It was a tough one to take. It felt good talking to other Arsenal fans and just like letting it all. Because <laughs> normally, normally I just normally I put a like four thread tweet out on out on social media and just sort of 
screaming at Kevin Friend, but <laughs> <laughs> screaming. This way, putting it audibly, like I feel like less angry because I know, like, I don't know, <laughs> like just get you out there. Um, so game on Thursday. Are we away this leg? Does it matter? I don't know. Where we're, we're in Greece. We're in Greece. So we're actually where we we're away, but we're where we played at home last round. Yeah, that's really confusing, isn't it? And but we have got a one hundred percent record there so far this season. So I mean, you win some, you lose some, but we don't lose them. We're gonna lose them. Gonna lose them. But it's, I'm a bit I'm a bit peed off with UEFA. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because this stupid rule. The, the, like I understand in sort of hostile cities and stuff, but when no fans are allowed to the game, I don't understand why two teams from the same city can't play at the same time because no fans are going to clash. It's not it's like transport. no, it's it's it's, uh, it's police. It's like the police be spread too thinly if two teams from the same city like they won't be able to control the fans. But with no fans in, there'll be no need for police to. So. That and that, and B, because we win the FA Cup and we're seeming off better off in Europe, our advantage to play the second leg at, like, away for I don't understand the rule; it's so stupid. But we apparently our advantage from UEFA is playing the second leg at home. I think that's always that's always been the way though, because but, um, but that's a great rule. Thing, sorry, the the whole home and away thing. Is that only a thing in Europe? Because I'm pretty sure I've been to the Emirates before and there's been games. There was one time I'm pretty sure I went and there was Spurs were playing at home, West Ham were playing at home and the Carabao Cup final was on at the same time. Yeah, it's a UEFA thing, I think. Is it only a UEFA thing? Because I'm yeah, not sure I completely understand the that. Premier, the Premier League is like a scheduling thing with TV rights and stuff, so it's harder to... And you can't... You can only move games for exceptional circumstances. Okay. So, but UEFA, I think, is that rule. But we apparently get the the better hand by having our second leg at home, but which means domestically, though, we're screwed because Spurs got their fixture rearranged or whatever around it was. So they now have no travel ahead of the Northampton derby, and we have an 8,000-mile round trip, as well as playing 90 minutes of football. Yeah, but something you will say is I think we have... Uh more sort of useful squad depth than Spurs do in terms of all of our players are sort of around the same level. I think Whereas their Spurs... starting 11 is better than ours, but I think... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that as much as it pains to say it. Yeah. I mean, man for man, it's it's not looking great for us. There's arguments to be had there, but at the same time, I think, well, for Spurs, Bale's come into a form of his own at the, the wrong time for us. Right. And... He's looking dangerous, and now they've got a front three of Kane, Son, and Bale, which is looking very, very. I mean, I just think of Pablo Mari and David Luiz, and I'm just like, Hey, Pablo Mari's been good. I'll, I'll defend Pablo, Pablo Mari. Yeah, yeah, of course. But at the same time, that that's those those three, and then with the yeah. team. I mean, I could see similar kind of tactics to Same Chamber. Yeah, we, game we, all, we all cover this. In, we all cover this in its own episode. Uh, on Friday, <laughs> yeah, but I do think we are at an unfair disadvantage, and UEFA have screwed us up. Um, we have though; we always have. Run over. Um, just another little rant, just for you to enjoy. Shall we move you on to the actual uh, the, the opposition? Actual, Let's talk about Olympia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, we lost them last year, 
flute game at the Emirates. Uh, they scored in the 119th minute, I think. Then Aubameyang missed a chance a minute later, which he really should have scored. Just a and small was, game. We don't need to talk about too much. Just gloss over. In fairness, he did also score a brilliant overhead kick. So you know. So, yeah. not, so he put that in his season highlights reel, but um, <laughs> even though the pain, the pain of the game, he still put that in his season highlights reel of all his goals. It's, <laughs> it's not quite forgiven for not him. Like, is it hard? Is it harsh to say that Bamiang knocked us out of Europe by missing that chance? No. Or that? I mean, yes. That, no, yeah, that is. No, sorry, yeah, that is harsh. Yeah, it is harsh. okay. I can't say that. The guy got us. <laughs> There in the first place, effectively as well, you could say. And he got he got through the FA Cup, you know. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. goals alone. We should have we should have put that tie to bed well before the 119th yeah. minute or whatever it was. Given winning us winning winning us our 14th FA Cup, uh, but historically we're not going in in good form against Olympiacos. But look at the form guide. Overall, they lost their last European game. They went through an aggregate because they had they won four two in the first leg. Uh, they got through in the cup, put on a decent winning. Like they've won the last few games in the league. Whereas us, in like one went to Burnley. It's a bit mm, like it's just I'm not going into it with confidence. I think I saw I saw some really interesting stuff about um, Arsenal on Twitter earlier. Um, I can't remember the Twitter handle, I'll put it in the description, but it was talking about how compared to the fixtures we've had since Christmas last season, so the fixtures we've had since Christmas this season, yeah. if you compare them to the same fixtures last season, we're nine points better off with something like 6.1 XG higher, so we should have scored 6.1 XG higher and then conceded 2 XG lower, um, which show, sort of shows, that in a nutshell, if you want to describe Arsenal's season, it is sort of like that, isn't it? It's like Everything looks like it should be trending upwards. Yeah. But the results are sort of sideways. Exactly. Because everything on the pitch, you look and go, that's good, that's good, that's good. And then you go, oh, there's a mistake there. He yeah. missed a sifter. You know, it's just, it's, it's painful. It's like statistically, we're doing better than we did last season in every aspect apart from we're 10th and we finished 8th last season. It's really like... It's, it's, a, hard, it's a harder season this season. You know, there's a lot more... Yeah, the level in the league right. is a lot more level. Is, if that makes sense, then I don't think it's any better, but yeah. I think there's a lot of teams that have upped their game. It's why it's benefiting teams, and no disrespect, they're doing have, having a great season. But a team like West Ham, who historically quite a hot, hostile home atmosphere, I don't think it's unfair to say that that pressure almost and expectation has been lifted. They're enjoying the players, probably enjoying the playing now without having to worry about fan protests and like riots against the board and fans taking corner flags. It's like, I, I was at that game, but it was, it's like almost that pressure off. Whereas us winning an FA Cup, it's, it was meant to be, right, you signed the midfielder you wanted. You've, you ha- you've won the FA Cup. You should progress. You have a good manager. And it's just fallen apart a bit. And I think it's, Every game we go into now, I just feel quite demoralised because the game before just hasn't gone away when it should have. I, I mean, we spoke about it in our review. That completely done to VAR and just our inability to take our chances because that game should have been 4-0 and it, 
uh, before anything happened dramatically. Um, but we are here, obviously, to talk about Olympiacos. So we just keep getting sidetracked because we don't want to like talk about the elephant in the room, is which obviously is <laughs> we're oh, so nervous considering what happened last season. Um, do you make us favourites for the game? Like it's it's such a weird. I would just leave it. We don't we don't even have to make a podcast on this one. It's just let fate play out its part. I'm going to be get ready for us to all go. Get ready for us to all go. Uh, we're going to win this game. I'm confident. I'm going to predict this. I'm going to predict that. And then we'll appear on a beautiful out of context Arsenal page on Twitter after the 90 minutes, and we will all be made memes of Twitter. I, I, I'm confident. I think we're. I mean, we're definitely favourites on the tie. I think we're probably favourites for this game as well. As long as you know, we we are controlling games for large parts of even games we lose. Like look at Wolves, look at Villa, you look at Burnley when we drew. We're controlling these games, and it is only a matter of time, I think, before it clicks with the players that we have. It's just taking chances as well because we had so yeah. many opportunities to take chances. Like Wolves, Saka hit the post. This one, Saka had a chance, he put wide. Abame had another chance. Yeah. It's just eventually kind of the luck will go our way and we will, we're now making chances where early in the season we weren't even making chances. So I think it's, it is positive signs and we, we just really need to create and make chances to finish and then finish them when it comes to the game on Thursday night. I don't know if, about you, I'm in a really awkward position where it looks as if Europe... The Europa League is our only way back into Europe next season. Yeah. Unless Wolves and, no, not Wolves, Everton and Spurs, uh, West, uh, West Ham, Leicester, Bill, all sort of go into some really bad patches. Yeah. Liverpool, it might look like Euro, winning the Europa League is our best shot of European football next season. So I think, rightly so, you'd favour the Europa League in terms of league. Is Spurs the exception to that? Because I, I like trust me, I want to if we can play full strength teams in both. But naturally, you have to rush players considering the length of the trip and the opponent can be quite physical. You look at some of the players they've got. Like we've said, they've got Socrates, Yannan Villas there. He's quite a dogged midfielder. <laughs> Alvoina. Doggedly linked with Arsenal for the last yeah. 10 years. <laughs> like, we've, we were linked with him about four transfer windows in a row under Wenger. But it's, it's not a team, it's not a nice team to be up against with a derby sandwich in between. Um, yeah, no. I'm just, I'm just worried if we put out a weakened team against Olympiacos, Arsenal fans on Twitter were attack Arteta if we lose or draw naturally the draw is a good result okay yeah but it's, like, <laughs> it's not the result we want though like I'm just putting a hypothetical up there if we put a full strength team out we win comfortably but then we knack around a Bamiyang Saka T&E all of them lot give them two days rest and then say right you're starting a, like are they ready to start in a derby and it's a derby that we have to win if we want to even have a shot of doing well in the league by Arsenal standards. And it's bragging rights. It's really awkward time. If we were anyone else, I'd sort of be like, right, okay, Europa League is the priority. I get that. 
if it was the other round and we were playing like Man City now when Spurs when we played Man City I'd be like right okay but it's because of who the opponent is on Sunday yeah I'm, I'm really they, in two minds about what game who plays when if they play both I'm take, to take, a, take a step back though and think about it in sort of a wider picture next season would you and you know would Arteta as well rather be saying we're playing Tuesday, Wednesday nights in the Champions League, or do you remember we beat Spurs last season? Like I know, I know it's you know it's a massive game for Arsenal Football Club, mainly because we used to smack them and it was great fun. Um, Five two, oh my god, Thomas Ritzy. But, but you've you've always got to take. I, I think in this situation, you've got to just look at the bigger picture and say if we want to go, if we want to be back in Europe next season, we need to win the Europa League. We need to play our strongest squad. If it gets to a point where we're, you know, say say we play, we come out the blocks like we did against Wolves, like we did against Burnley, we take our chances for a change. We're 3-0 up at half-time. Bring Aubameyang and Saka and Tierney off for the last half an hour. Give them a rest. And then you can bring them on, you can play them again at Spurs. But I think you've got to take this game first I and think then look at Spurs. It's I, would, Go on. I was going to say, I would personally see, um, I would, I'd rotate for Olympiakos. I think put out certain players we know are good enough to win that game. And then I think because we've got that squad depth at the moment, which is so crucial, I would play the, in my opinion, Cedric's now our first choice right back. Yeah. I'd play, play Bellerin against Olympiacos, maybe even Callum Chambers, I don't know. Yeah. Then I'd play, I'd play like the likes of Bellerin, probably Gabriel and maybe Holding as if they're now our second choice centre-back pairing. But then probably... Maybe even bring Lacazette in, Pepe, Martinelli. I mean, Martinelli probably won't p- play because there seems to be something going on there with, with Arteta. But I think our squad depth is strong enough. I would I would play our strongest team against Spurs, but I think we can... I said at the other podcast, I think Olympiacos is more of a mental hurdle than it is actually yeah. a physical hurdle. Of, they're a good team. So I think we can, pl- we can afford to play the likes of Lacazette, Bellerin, um, Smith-Rowe and then maybe Martinelli and Pepe and then save Aubameyang and Saka and Willian for Spurs. But but you're saying rotate to to let players play who we know are good enough to win. We've lost 11 times this season doing that. I I think, I I do think we can, I do think we can put a good enough team out to beat Olympiacos that isn't, isn't our full, full strength team. I think we can rotate a bit and I reckon we could get away with it. You say that as well, but we saw the same against Leicester and we ended up beating 3-1. Yes, granted, they were they were absolutely on their knees, and but we were in the same situation. I'm not saying to play Willian and, and to play a complete weakened team, but I think maybe give Sabayos a game. Again, maybe Sabayos and Shaka seems to be... Um, <laughs> Shaka seems to play every game at the moment, but I think give Sabahis that chance to bounce back, you know what I mean? Um, and then, like, we can put a strong enough team out and beat Olympiacos, Olympiacos I believe. It's, it's important to know that Spurs are in the same position. They want to win the Europa League. Far travelling, of course. I mean, who, have they, who have they got? Uh, oh, they got... Um, the, uh, we said it in our reaction, didn't we? Um, I can't even remember who they got. I think they've got an easier team than we do. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't oh, something... Dynamo Zagreb. Zagreb. Oh, Zagreb. Okay. But again, it's a yeah, similar sort of team. Zagreb, yeah. 
but they've 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 got that they're in the same apart from traveling they're in the same boat and I, I read a headline the other day which was like spurs could be on for the double oh, I, just, I read that and i was like oh, i hope not god i hope not um i think it's interesting what we're talking about in terms of the team because i like let i'm not a predicted team but i mean I, if you want i'll have to run through the team we would play who we Should would we do that? Starting in goal, Leno is registered, obviously, and so is Matt Ryan. I play Matt Ryan. He's not injured, is he? No, no, I don't think he's injured. I think apart from Hine or Aquano, he's the only registered senior registered goalkeeper. Isn't isn't Renosson registered? I wouldn't play him, but isn't Renosson also No, he, he, he registered Ryan, and then I think it's either Hine or Aquano. I don't okay, know. No, I, would, I would play Ryan, but I can see him playing Leno because he he didn't play um, Ryan in the previous fixture, did he, against Benfica? So I can see him playing Leno, but I, I, I wouldn't see an issue of playing Ryan. No, I mean, I don't think there'd be an issue. I just think if if you're trying to predict who he play, I think Leno's got to start just because... We, sorry, just to clarify, are we doing our preference or who we think will play? I then? mean... We can do both, really. Like, it's we, we're not going to predict. Okay. We, like, he'll play a false team, won't he? So, I mean, yeah. I, I'd like to see Matt Ryan given a, a proper run out by choice yeah. rather than by force. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, I mean, or or we or Leno goes in, and we win four 0 and then we stick Ryan in goal for the second leg, and ahead of West Ham, just hope. Like, if we can win the tie in the first leg, <laughs> I think that would be that. That's Obviously, we don't want to completely tire ourselves out. But if we can really try and give ourselves a big advantage going into the second leg, I think that could mentally give us a lot more of a break than if we make it difficult for ourselves like we have so often throughout the course of the season. But yeah, I mean, no, sorry. Again, it's, it's always like, oh, what if? But can you, like, what if Lelo got injured in that game? So, like, Socrates just goes and... Breaks his leg or something. Yeah, but, but, but that's that's the reason we signed Matt Ryan. It's no yeah, longer no. we've got Runnison. We, you know, yeah, Ryan, I, I don't see a problem with Leno starting the games that are important to us. And at, at this point, every game is important to us. I would say I'm confident in our backup goalkeeper. I wasn't confident in Runnison because we saw what we did against Man City, but yeah. I, I am confident in, in Matt Ryan in goal. I, 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 both I'm, I'd be happy with. I think. Just because of the importance yeah. of the tie, I'd give it to Leno. But okay. if Ryan started, I'd be delighted. Uh, sure. Right back. What formation are we going for, by the way? 4 2 3 1. Yeah, I think that's, okay. that's what we're yeah. about. Right back, yeah. I think you're right. Cedric. Cedric's our first choice right back, but was rested at the weekend. So I can see him coming in. I would play Bellerin. Bellerin hasn't played at all, has he? No, he was on the bench. And Chambers. Chambers. I'd play Bellerin and save Cedric for the um, for the game at the um, for the Spurs game. I think it depends on who you play at right wing as well. If you're going to play Saka on the right, then you probably want you, Bellerin's all right, but Bellerin playing as an inverted fullback tends to get in the way of Pepe trying to cut inside every time. So you need Cedric to see, like have that link up with Pepe a lot better, doesn't he? Yeah, because Cedric's very happy just to go and overlap and make a lot of runs that draw defenders away, which Bellerin's not as confident in doing. Are we going Bellerin? Yeah, we'll go with Bellerin because I think Sack will probably start on the right. I, mean, I don't think yeah. Chambers gets into that team. I don't know if he's registered, but he doesn't, especially after playing 90 minutes on his first game since 
2019. I don't think he did anything to stand out either. I think that was more of a against a physical side. I think it was an attempt at a tactical kind of like we throw another centre back in at right back just because his physical presence. He was solid. He didn't do anything wrong. Matthew Valbuena is going to be on the left for Olympiacos yeah, most likely, and he's yeah. five foot five. So I mean, there's no point having Cedric in really. Better, better, it makes sense. Okay, centre backs. I think Holding and Gabriel. I think you're right. Come into I that. Say Holding, yeah, I'd agree with that. Holding and Gabriel, and then left back. Uh, we've only got Tierney, haven't we? We don't really have any other. I, I think Tierney. Yeah, it's going to be Tierney, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I'm worried with play, overplaying him after coming back from injury. Hey, it, it will be Tierney, won't it? Right. <laughs> Unless, unless he's going to throw... He wouldn't throw Cedric in there, would he? You wouldn't think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And then maybe go... But then you but then you sort of like... I'm thinking of Spurs physical Harry Kane, you stick Chambers in, but he just gets destroyed by Bale and so on. Um, I can see it already. I think. Yeah, do, you remember, do you remember that Liverpool game when... Uh, I think it was back in 2016 when Sadio Mane ruined Chambers and Holding. I think he gets... Well, the the season. Season. <laughs> Gives me those vibes. Roberto Firmino cut through all of our defence with Mustafi and Socrates. I think I think KT goes in there, but if it's Cedric, I'd be happy just just, yeah, just to rest him. Just because I love Tierney, but just to give him a bit of a, a rest. A left back is definitely a priority come the summer. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Left back. I mean, I like, if I, I sign a backup left back, I sign Hakimi and I sign a Edward, and then I think. I bring bring Torreira back in from Atletico Madrid and we have a decent team. <laughs> you love Torreira, don't you? Well, I'm sure we'll come back in the international break for an actual transfers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about what we'll do, what we should do in the transfer window. Um, holding holding midfield. I thought you said holding in midfield for a minute. I said, surely <laughs> no, no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the mid- We're not that desperate. <laughs> midfield pivot. Um, Sabas, I think, comes in. I think Shaka's starting to end up. Shaka and Potter are starting. Does Elneny get a shout? Oh, God, I hope not. I really hope not. But, but I, think, I think it'll be passing. Sabas is very progressive with his passing, and then Elneny could kind of be that more that holding role that obviously Shaka does so well, and he's so crucial to the team. But I mean, I guess there's a, a shout for Elneny to start. Do but... you all think Sabas goes in there, though, regardless of who he's paired I... with? I think I think he needs to come back in. I think he made a mistake last game and he needs to come in straight away, kind of clear that out of his head and just move on with it. I mean, if if, if we're going to be full strength, then Jack and Party will obviously play. But I think Party's the one that you don't want to take out of there if he's, if he's fit. You know, even if he can only play, even if you only want him to play 60, 70 minutes, you want yeah. 60, 60, 70 minutes from him from the get-go. Yeah. Um and then Ceballos, I, I think Granit Xhaka's miles clear of Ceballos, but I think Ceballos prob- might come in, depending on, as we know, as we said before, who... I don't know, Ceballos hasn't, hasn't played much football, has he? Like, he's not been given the same amount of yeah. game time he was given last season, was he? So, Well, no, no, but in fairness, we did sign parties, so you'd, you'd hope he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. I can I can see it being Ceballos and Parte, but I, I, expect, I expect it to be Ceballos and Elneny, to be honest. That's a combination we still haven't seen that I would like to see before Sabios goes back, a Sabios and Partey partnership, which I thought at the start of the season was going to be our full-strength midfield. 
Yeah. But Shaka, credit to Shaka, he's been brilliant. He sent it around. Against Burnley. I think Partey and T- Partey and Torreira would be an absolute diamond of midfield next season. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it would. It They're would. too similar. Just obviously, oh, I, I yeah, don't. I, you think? You think if we get Odegaard back in or Smith Rowe? Oh, that is a beautiful triangle. Josh, get it out of your head. Torreira's not. I don't think. I can't see Torreira playing for us again. I know. <laughs> He's like the second coming of Gattuso. <laughs> like that—that that is just your dream midfield. Honestly, they both work hard for the team. Oh, I would love that to happen. I'd love to see that next season, first game of the season. Lose to the season at home to newly promoted Norwich. Torreira in the midfield next to Partey. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Right, but yeah. back to Olympiacos. Um, across the front. Three behind the striker, right wing. Saka. Saka, bet Dan. I'd say Pepe. I, I'd give Pepe a run out to be honest. I think protect Saka oh. against. If, if we need a goal, bring him on, but protect him for Spurs if we can. No, no, actually, no. no sorry, I'm going to backtrack that. I'm going to agree with Ben. I'm going to Saka. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, I just, I just thought ahead there. No, I'm going to say Saka. Yeah, likewise. Saka goes in, uh, centre of that, attacking midfield. I'd say Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe, yeah. Is he fit? Should be. Surely so. He, he, he was fit against Burnley. They just chose to rest. Oh, was, oh fine. I thought the injury against Leicester was longer term. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm happy to get to go in there. Left wing. Pepe. Pepe, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And then central striker is Lacazette. Lacazette, yeah, I'd say Lacazette. Uh, I mean, give like, a Bamian twenty minutes at the end, but I'd start. I'll, 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 I'll agree with you on that, but I think Bamian will probably play because I mean, yeah. he's he's our club captain and he's our best goal scorer. And if you don't play him in the biggest games of your season, then what's the point of having him? So that's that's, that's what my opinion about yeah, it. Yeah, for me, that's why I'd save him for the North London derby. Well, I think, I that goes back to whether we think Olympiacos is a bigger game. He prefers <laughs> playing the derby, though, wouldn't he? As as club captain, as, yeah. as an Arsenal man, he, uh, that team is more than strong enough for being Olympiacos. Um, yeah. Right, just before we go, uh, predictions, our favourite part <laughs> of the episode. Uh, Dad, let's change it up, starting with you. 3-0 <laughs> to Arsenal. God, he's gone big. Ben? I'm going to say 3 0. Oh, voice break there. Ben, what's your. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. I was I was going to say the same thing. Um, I'll say 3 1 to Arsenal. You're going to make I mean, me look like a bug now. <laughs> I'm going to really undershoot it just in case. Can you say like 1 1 or something like that? What? Were you going to say a 1 1 draw or something like that? No comment. Um, 2 1 Arsenal. <laughs> I think I think a one-one draw is a great result. To be fair, but now we get to play them at the Emirates. Oh, unless you get some, unless you know, it's wait, it's a question about whether the players end up with PTSD. We'll play them at the second, second leg. Will be the Emirates, yeah. Oh, it's a repeat of last year. Oh God, I thought it was. A well, new I mean, in, in fairness, oh. <laughs> the repeat of last year is just playing them away and then playing them at home. Like it's not, it's nothing too. This crazy. is where I, this is where I say it's more of a mental barrier than it's a physical like the team yeah it is definitely a mental hurdle because Benfica are a better team than this lot and we we should have scored a lot more than we did against them Um, right so we've gone 3-1 3-0 2-1 Arsenal 
2 1. Um, let's hope final that... score Olympiacos 1 Arsenal 0. Good. Uh, let's hope that Arsenal can build a that strong. We should need a solid advantage going to the second leg. Do what we didn't do against Benfica. Um, I think it's the most important thing. Uh, right, so kickoff is Thursday. Game on Thursday, obviously. Evening kick. Are we the late kickoff or the early kickoff? Eight. Yeah, late kick. Late kickoff on Thursday. So, was that eight o'clock? Yep. Yeah. Um, really important game. Again, season defining game. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to review, hopefully, a convincing Arsenal win. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. Let us know your thoughts. Follow you us on Twitter. Everything, all that good stuff as the good YouTubers say. Um, thank you for, to Ben and Dan for joining me. As always, it's been very fun. Um, <laughs> and let's make sure we get behind the Arsenal on Thursday. Uh, and we're confident going into the North London Derby on Sunday. We will have a review on Friday and a preview for Spurs, maybe with a special guest, TBC. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.